You're listening to 1001 Album Club, where each episode we discuss a different album from Robert Demery's book, 1001 Albums You Must Hear Before You Die. Shankar, self-titled album. In the room, I have Adam, Rob, Ben, John, and Grady. Hi. Ananda Shankar is the debut album by Indian musician of the same name, released in 1970 on Reprise Records. It was produced by Alex Hasselev, and the genre is raga rock and indie pop, meaning Indian pop. The son of Indian dance pioneer Uday Shankar, Anand Shankar left Bombay in the late 60s for California, where his uncle, Indian classical musician and composer Ravi Shankar, had been based since 1967. Anand spent time in San Francisco before settling in Los Angeles, where he became immersed in the psychedelic music scene. A trained sitarist, he began playing with rock guitarist Jimi Hendrix, who suggested that they record an album together in 1968. According to Shankar, he thought, he thought about it for three days, but declined Hendrix's offer, reasoning that it wouldn't have been my music, so I made the album alone. <laughs> so he covers Jumping so Jack Flash. he covers Flash. everybody. <laughs> what a clown. Shankar envisioned a musical form that blended Indian classical music with Western rock electronic styles. Although fusing rock and pop with Indian influences was common among Western artists during the psychedelic era, particularly after the Beatles had included the sitar on the 1965 song Norwegian Wood, Shankar was among the first Indian musicians to attempt it. This debut album was one of the first to successfully explore the crossover of psychedelic rock with Indian music, including simplified sitar covers of Jumpin' Jack Flash and Light My Fire, but also stretching rock music into more complex arrangements like the 13-minute epic Sagar. The album incorporated Moog electric bass, guitar, and drums, while putting the sitar at the forefront of every song. Shankar showed everyone else the true union of East and West music and garnered fans from both places. All right, what do we think of Anand Shankar's self-titled? Man, I liked a whole lot of it, <laughs> and then all of a sudden it was just ragas again. And I oh, I, I, so I, you I, like the rock stuff? I fucking love it. Oh, I, I, I don't I, like the rock. I, yeah, I, 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 I like the the more. It's like Indian Moog Ventures. I, I think the colors are great. (laughs) And, like, it it reminds me so much of Midnight Vultures and, like, uh, some of the songs off Mutations, like, the the instrumentation itself. Blurbling and... Yeah, and and, and for whatever, you know, a fucking sitar, why not? The the whole thing of covering a song but then having an instrument play the the vocal with all its little nuances, the vocal line, kind of bothers me. You don't like the Ventures? Uh... 
The Ventures are some a different story, and I can't exactly tell you why right now. But I kind of feel the same way as you. It's hard for me to. I, you're, that's a great point. Then no, it absolutely is. Right. And I'm tr- I'll try to think of a counterpoint to that, but uh, I I, there's Dale something the about too. the mm-hmm. the droniness of a sitar. Uh, not just picking out those vocal melodies for some reason, whereas a guitar, it feels more natural in my ears. I don't know why. It's more but, bell-like. But I love a drone. Pick, and I, that, I, that, that feels very strange your when you're doing right. the well, it's melodies like, like that. Yeah, it's because I, in some ways the sitar isn't... I mean, it's a very expressive instrument, but it's expressive within microtones yeah. and less yeah. in terms of timbre. So it's always going to have that sort of initial twang going on which limits its ability to mimic vocal lines and whatever else guitar you can palm you you can do all sorts of things that are are going to change every single aspect of the sound quality but with the sitar you're sort of stuck with that general I like to think that that somewhere in India right now the same conversation's happening but backwards (laughs) (laughs) the guitar simply just doesn't have the ability to uh, it doesn't have a drone string it's worthless it's not an objective conversation though yeah yeah I I, I know so but discussing the Avengers record versus this though sure okay can and I love the sitar. I, I just I, I love more of the stuff that's that's more classically yeah, Indian I'm just or on that that side of things. I really like the covers, man. That's cool. So can just, we just talk brief about clarification? Like, not everybody might know who the Ventures are. What their sound is? It's surf rock, and so that has a lot of sort of sharper, like twangy notes that come out of the, on the top end, the higher it, notes. It does well. It does the vocal melodies on with guitar. Guitar. Surf There's no vocal adaptations of pop songs. Yes, where the Main melody, often the vocal melody is just played by the lead guitar. Use your NPR yeah. voice for describing what the Vengeance are. <laughs> huh. So I think the thing about this record that maybe bugs me the most, because I agree that it can be kind of fun hearing the like uh, cover songs with the, the psychedelic rock. It is fun with yes. the sitar. I I I was listening to it. I was smiling, and I was thinking it's funny, but. I think my problem is more with, again, this damn book, where it's like (laughs) a thousand albums over about 55 years. It's just, do we, this has like a Muzak quality. It feels like a mishmash of, and it's so dated. Like, is this really, they couldn't find a a better record to represent. I think it's kind of the first. Right, it's the first. And I was talking with yeah. Amelia about this though. Like, is, just because it's the first, does that mean no. it's the one to include? No. I just feel like I'm listening to there's, there's something to being the originator of whatever fusion. Yeah. The originator some, but, is this a thing though? But it's, you it's know, also it's like, not. I'm trying to say it's like this didn't. Doesn't necessarily. Well, I think that's not turn into a thing. Well, I think that's in, incorrect in some ways. So it turned into a no- trope. Well, right as is noted in the book, you've got. Westerners taking Indian music, yeah. right? Putting sitars in theirs. This is one of the first time you've got an Indian taking some Western elements. Yeah. And not only is he taking some of the rock elements, he's putting point. in electronic music. He's putting in synth. Yeah. And so I think, you know, just regardless of my enjoyment or, or disenjoyment of this, these songs, it's important in that you've got, okay, now here's a blend of world music, which later yeah. became a thing, uh, electronic music, which later became a thing, and rock. And so... Many people, as Rob has said, you know, he he hears uh, Midnight Vultures in this, which is mm-hmm. Beck, That's and an I think you know, comment. artists like Beck have said, yeah, I've tapped you know Anand Shankar as like a, a source, and later on, Anand Shankar went on to do 
and it wasn't a huge thing, you know, it wasn't like a gigantic commercial success that's now currently around, but in the late 90s, there was a big sort of uh, hip-hop and club music mixed with Indian music to mm-hmm. the point that Anand Shankar even went on to do an album with uh, uh, State of Bengal, mm-hmm. uh, who was a, a British, like a UK DJ. And then, you know, that around the same time led to Punjabi MC, who got sampled by Jay-Z in a lot of his songs later. So if you look at like so late 90s, hip-hop, direct, electronic, yeah, Indian, yeah. Interesting. So like direct on Anand and then sort of culturally or musically to like Punjabi MC and other things that became a little bit more popular. So it's almost more like he's a representative of Indian tradition within a modern and pop music, uh, you know, world. Because, I mean, it's it's not that, you know, uh, we had waves of Indian sitar players coming over doing cover songs it, but it's more that the is about introducing people to an Indian artist that is playing to a younger crowd, like or, or maybe like playing something that's more Western and allowing for a blend of okay. styles and instruments and and techniques. Yeah, sure. But but the counterpoint of that is exactly what you're sort of going on the front end, which is that Indian traditionalists hear his ragas and are like, "This is soul crushing. Yeah. Like this is horrible. You're trying yeah. to like, you know, just." Uh, smarm I mean, up our our, yeah. our culture yeah. to, to make a quick buck and that's disgusting so you've got that counterpoint on the other side but yeah. then there's the part where we're all nodding our heads and saying this is kind of fun and I like it, it re- regardless <laughs> of historical significance or lack thereof I am here for this record <laughs> Well, I enjoy listening to every track of this record in our headphones <laughs> we just heard the end of Light My Fire and goddamn, I can't that part normally great. stand that song yeah. but when they go into the, the verse at the end with all the modes going and then then the actual the intro lead line that they tack on at the very end yeah, of the yeah. song it's a it's a cool moment it sounds like a funky video game it's a pretty cool <laughs> moment Yeah, from the original song, sure. so it's it's a very like it's, I, I it doesn't it's, feel that far. The like, word I keep going exactly. to is yeah. it exactly. feels like music, and like yeah, it's yeah. just yeah. No, it's just no. it feels like music. No, this rips. <laughs> well, I will die out of this hell. <laughs> this album and I'm rips. saying this, I like this album. I'm going to give it a positive review. I, I like every, a lot of what's going on, even some moments in those two covers. I would like it a lot more if Jumpin' Jack Flash and Light My Fire were not on this album. Yeah. No, nope, okay, nope. well that's I that's. They're, I want them both there. And huh. this is my opinion. Yeah. If it, I think if it weren't for the album opening with Jumpin' Jack Flash, which I fucking loved because... You want to talk about like marketing? A, it's a statement. No, no, like I, well, like I said, I, like by, by 30 seconds in, my brain goes, oh, okay, Indian Moog Ventures. I like, I like, I, I'm on board with this. And that caught my attention. Sure. And, and, and held my attention through do, the rest sure. of the record. Where has it, had it started out with like Sagar the Ocean... I would not have made it to track two. True, you know, and that, 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 I think it needed it. That's there a fair point. It, yeah. it was fucking uh, Trojan horse. Yeah, <laughs> that's the fucking ragas. Yeah, it's yeah. Fooled yeah. me. No, it's probably Fooled necessary me. to do it that way. You know? yeah. yeah, I mean, if you had the hit, like if somebody heard this on whatever radio or in a 
music store and they were like, oh, that's an interesting take on Light My Fire. They buy yeah. it and then it's like, here's the rest. Here's Raga. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And yep. now here's Rave Shankar. Here's all the other, you know, stuff. Sure that that was you might whatever be radio so, single. Yep. What baffles yeah. me that we touched on it earlier so this dude's hanging out with Hendrix in yeah. 68. Oh my god. That's a bit and, ironic or and, interesting at least. And, uh, what a comment. And Hendrix <laughs> wants to record an album with An original been, music album it been, sounds like. Because they've been jamming together. <laughs> and uh, Ananda thinks about it for three days and then opts not to because he feels if he did an album with Hendrix it'd be mostly like Hendrix music, Hendrix influence. He wants to do his own thing. Dude, you don't you're not only allowed to release one album. Like, yeah. <laughs> record your album yeah. with Hendrix, then record your solo album yeah, and like, sell hundreds of thousands of copies more because you were just featured on a Hendrix album, you dumb piece of shit. It'll only give you <laughs> like, more power. You know, and that's the other thing is he releases an album of cover songs essentially. Like oh, there's, what? Two, there's two there's cover two. songs. Okay, okay. And maybe he felt that Hendrix would steamroll the collaboration or something. And Who, so would, what if he does? Okay, Have so, a good time I, I and mean, then release. I would have. I would love to have been able to hear that album. Yeah, I was trying to think of a modern day like someone who you is like very popular, but you would be like, I don't think I can do an album with you. Like Bieber, ICP, right? Like Justin Bieber. But like, like if you're doing, if you're doing like your your mixtapes, and Jay Z was like, I wanted to do a collaboration with you, and you're like, no, because it would probably be mostly Jay Z. Renowned vocal pyrotechnician. It's true, Justin Bieber. I mean, it's not like Hendrix was. I mean, he's an amazing musician. Right, and, and he's very and, he's, and he's friends with Hendrix. He's played with Hendrix. Yeah, it's yeah. not like Bieber comes along. And no, like, this is. I've got to have true. an album that's with you. <laughs> no, yeah. this is like a total opportunity, and I cannot imagine. It, it, it's just, it's just like, why was it? Why maybe, was it one or the other for him? Was it maybe you know? that like, Hendrix would get all the publishing credits? That's the only thing I can come up who with. Cares, so right. what, and so, what if he name. does? Your name's on the cover of it, and people are buying it, and then you release yours. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, it worked for the. I'm just trying to think of like Ash a, and Young. Like, yeah, they did that yeah. together, and then all their other albums went like gold. Yeah, just because they were in a group together. Right. Yeah. It seems like a poor career move for him. <laughs> yeah, certainly. I kind of respect it but, though for I mean, being like, you know what? He had his reasons. I could, I could have an easy way, or I could. He thought about it. He deliberated, and he decided to go this way, and that's what we got. So yeah. Ooh. And I, mean, I would have loved to have heard that album. Yeah, man, it'd been great. Yeah. Um, this also makes me think of those, like, Italian uh, horror like uh, films. Goblin? Goblin? Uh, no, mm. no, more of the uh, Vampiros Lesbos. Oh, uh, uh, like that exotica kind of? Yeah, yeah. Exotica, like, yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah some I, funky I drum say, beats going on, yeah, too. Like, they really yeah. get into some grooves like, in these later So, yeah, songs. we've got the two covers on this album, but there's, uh, you know, a number of other original songs on here. And they've got differing styles in them. Yeah, I thought they were cool. And like, there's some, there's some, some tasty grooves. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, Metamorphosis, which we're listening to right now. I, I, I wrote down that at like 220, it's got a real tasty synth groove, and yeah. like, it's funky. Th there's, there's some interesting <clears throat> drum stuff going on. You've got um, Joe Pollard who ends up playing the drums on these, and I mean, there's somebody else who does the tabla. I forget, but you know, it's, it's got some interesting sounds. Yeah, this is gonna be. I think it was John Stamos on top of it. That's the one, yep. <laughs> yeah. All the... Can't keep down the best Beach Boy. <laughs> they keep getting their hands in these production credits. Yeah, this is going to get into uh, a, a lot of uh, that that sort of like groove-based music, that sort of like electronic music later on, too. I'm trying to think of the band Thievery Corporation. Mm -hmm. will definitely use a lot of this stuff on, on some of their albums and... Well, yeah. there's, there's, yeah, there's like trip hoppy, yeah, 
the the drum beat going on in in this the same song um, is is very reminiscent or, or I think probably '90s trip hop even drum and bass sort of stuff sort of sort of beats. There's some electric prunes on this recording. Oh, that's right. Yeah, uh, it was co-produced by that. James Lowe, who is the vocalist for the Prunes, and I think the the Electric Prunes bass player is playing bass on this. Keep coming back, don't they? Keep they? on coming. Those Prunes. <laughs> prunes. <laughs> They'll come back. Yeah. <laughs> Keep your regular. Nice. <laughs> I can tell. Yeah, it's I awesome. like it. It's like such a cool discovery. Uh, I hope I ever see a copy of it in a record store. I would love to own a copy of this. If you like weird stuff, like weird, weird, like, like world music fusion stuff, and also don't mind have a having a couple like really catchy renditions of songs you're familiar with, I, I would highly recommend it. Yeah, I'm I'm a positive on it. Uh, I like what it is at the time that it came out. I like what it is for what it lays down for future generations. <laughs> Um, you know, uh, quick fact is that the guy who played drums later developed the first commercially available electronic drum, the synth drum or the syndrome. And so, you know, yeah, exactly. It's maybe not the best marketing name, but you know, it's, you know, he's working with what he's got and it it, it was not a commercial success. Uh, but you know, that whole laying down percussion as electronic leader leads into like 808 kick drums and things later on. So, and and those are things that I love currently. So I appreciate it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I thought it was great. Uh, I mean, even the sort of the uh, pastiche of those couple of covers, um, the, even they have uh, have some moments that you, you can't deny um, sound pretty fucking cool. Uh, and then I think as the album goes on, it gets more deep and rich and complex. And uh, yeah, I'd, I'd certainly recommend it. Yeah, I was... I'm I'm like wavering between if I can forgive the the sort of like covers <laughs> to go positive because I'm, I'm, right, I'm right in the middle. But then we I'm listening to like Metamorphosis and I was like, this is a cool song. Yeah, I, I mean, it, and it makes sense within this song. This is like, I think the end of side one. End of side one. And, and so it it's what it's what it's saying. It, it starts rock and then it goes into the. Indian, full on raga. Yeah, full raga. on raga. But then on the flip side, you know, they still. Ha- incorporate the electronic music mm. in the mm-hmm. in the bass i'll go positive just for being a uh, interesting but i would say i do not approve of the covers <laughs> <laughs> like if i could just leave those covers off i would i'd be much i'm happier. trying to be more open but yeah they they why they you gra- want to take the off the cake birch overall they grade at me they just, <laughs> well. i i think the well not elevator music the music uh, music yeah. you know I mean, that, it that's just an feels bad yeah. it just feels bad because it takes away I feel like it 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 pulls away how like I feel about 
Jumpin' Jack Flash. Like, I feel like Jumpin' Jack Flash is like rock song, full-on rock song, and, and just the, the Doors it. is like a moody, you know, sort of... Uh, yeah, now they're world element. dance grooves. And now they're <laughs> yeah, world dance grooves, yeah. So take those away and... No, I meant that in a good way. <laughs> <laughs> no. Nice. Uh, uh, I don't know. I, are I you decide. are you reverting? No, because his his playing is really good. I mean, just there's talent. Just just for the talent and the in the idea of bringing the in the in the moog. Birch is is in the exact same position I'm in, which is like right on that edge between neutral and positive. Yeah. Uh, I think, yeah, it's really hard because it's like, what are we what are we looking for? Like, we obviously have a player. Uh, we have. Interesting uh, rhythms and and like I, I agree the original content has some really cool stuff and it's fun to hear the sitar doing some of, and some of the keyboard stuff doing the covers. It's just like on an album. It's like I almost just wish it was like bonus seven inch with the two covers on an A and B, so that like it's like here's the album, here's the here's the like the, the stuff that comes with it. That's like I, we also want you to notice that we are westernizing, but I, it just. As an album, it kind of gets my goat. Um, I think I'm going to go medium, even though I like a lot of stuff on here. Yeah. Thank you, Robbie. Oh, no, uh, absolute positive. Um, yeah. It's one of the first records where competent humans are playing synthesizers. Mm. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, yeah, that's yeah, true. Just out the, out the door, like leaps and bounds above what was happening yeah, we at haven't that heard same much time. Not at all. Of... That's a good um, comment. The, uh, I... I it, it got me to like uh, like sitar music, uh, which is cool. You fucking um, I know, right? Yeah. <laughs> fucking sell out here. Uh, the uh, metamorphosis right before it goes into like the full on like raga stuff uh, is like if you listen to Loser, the breakdown mm. from Beck, oh, yeah. it's the same fucking thing. Like it, it, this is so influential to so many different like styles. I don't know. I, I can find no real fault in it, uh, even if the uh, <laughs> the covers are a little silly. But like, it, it made me happy, so yeah. it works. Yeah, that counts for something. <laughs> yeah, I, I didn't let the covers weigh down my overall impression of it. They were they were, yeah. they were gimmicky a little bit, but um, sometimes you gotta get in your foot in the door, I yeah. guess. And, and you know, that's, and that's fine. That's, that's kind of why I was like, eh, I, I guess the sure. Sure, you gotta you gotta get people's attention somehow. Sometimes not required. might as well be with an awesome cover. <laughs> That's true. He did pick very good cover, like people to cover, right? Sure. I mean, he could right. have picked any uh, number of. Uh, he could have gone Beatles. He could have gone, you know, all the all the other directions. But he decided to, you know, do he would have doors and he would have done a radical <laughs> sitar cover of Norwegian Wood. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Uh, next time we'll be talking about the Who. Live at Leeds. All right. Thanks, y'all. Hmm? Anything else, Ben? You looked like you were going to say something. No, I just like it. Thank <laughs> you.